Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Authentically You podcast. We're so happy to have you guys with us today. We just hope and pray that this podcast episode blesses you and wherever you are with your walk with Christ. And our whole goal for this podcast and this season is that as we are authentic and vulnerable and sharing our experiences in different seasons of our lives with each other, that we would grow closer to God and just we can proclaim everything uh, good that he's done in our lives and all of the difficult seasons that we go through and just being authentic with you guys. So without further ado, let's just jump right into today's episode. Hello, everyone. Um, welcome. Hi. <laughs> so, uh, welcome. I'm not sure. No, you're totally <laughs> fine. <laughs> um, I was kind of waiting. I was like, is there a delay? I'm like, maybe, maybe no one's going to talk. I was like, Gabby's muted. I'm like, I don't know. Whoever talks, they talk. Uh, no, you're fine. So I was like, I want everyone to say hi. So, anyways, um, you guys, welcome to the Authentically You podcast. Now, if you were with us before we took our little break, you might have previously known us as the Face to Face podcast, but this is now the Authentically You podcast. So, welcome. Um, we are super excited because we kind of had this like series planned out gabby for like how long we've had this series planned out for a Mm -hmm. while i think we started planning this before we even ended our first season but we officially did something with it starting in august i believe like the beginning yeah Yeah, so we've had this thing. I think I want to say we wanted to release this series in May. Um, But, you know, me and Gabby were both seniors last year. There was so much going on. It got super busy. So we were like, we're going to just take a break and this will be our first series. So welcome, you guys. Um, And today we have our very first guest speaker. She is the first guest speaker that we've had on since we've come back from our break. And she is also our first speaker um, kicking off the series, this is the Heart of Worship series of our podcast, and it is Miss Anissa Watkins. So, Anissa, just tell us a little bit about yourself and give us a little intro. Hello. Um, well, I don't know. I could tell you my age. Um, I'm 25, and I've been going. Are we allowed to say what church I go to? Is that a thing? Yeah, abs- if you're comfortable with it, absolutely. Yeah. Stalk me away. I do not care. Um, <laughs> Come I- to our church. Do it. <laughs> we Come want to you to. <laughs> well, I go to Harvest Church in Turlock, um, and I've been on the worship team for about three and a half years, and then one and a half of those years, I've been the worship leader, um, and I get to be in charge of all of, like, the the singers and I teach voice lessons on the side so that's just I guess my little fun little ditty that I do at the church I I basically live at the church (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh no I totally get that not I'm not on the worship team I did it for the youth for a little bit um and then as an adult leader, but I work at the church cafe and y'all, when she says she lives at the church, like I <laughs> get it. I understand the pain. <laughs> well, not necessarily pain, but just like yeah. <laughs> being there all the time. You're there every day and you're like, I basically live here. Um, but I yeah, you guys. Worship room. That's like just like oh take my gosh. in there sometimes. Just yes. <laughs> You're like, I sleep here, I eat here, I this is my other home. Um, 
but you guys, I, so I saw you and Issa the, like, couple years ago, actually, like, on the worship team at first, and, you know, you were just doing background vocals, and the first Sunday you led worship, I looked at my mom, and I was like, why did she not start leading songs sooner? I was like, you guys, <laughs> you have to hear her. She literally sounds, like, amazing. The next oh. level Beyonce, like, oh my gosh. She's got a powerhouse for her voice. It's amazing. Um, but we wanted to basically start off each episode of this worship. It's called the Heart of Worship series. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was just kind of a vision that I had um, to start to make this a series. So um, we'll just start off with a question. What mm-hmm. does it mean to have a heart of worship? Um, you know, when I think about like a heart of worship, we kind of talk about this a lot with our worship team. Um, I kind of just think about, um, oh gosh, why am I pulling a blank? <laughs> oh, what do I think about? Um, <laughs> I kind of think about like who it's kind of like when I think of like what my heart of worship is, it's like, who am I singing for? It's what I live for. It's, mm. it's not just like worship. It's a deeper meaning into that. Worship isn't just the singing, it's the walking in, walking, walking with God, even through the the hard times and the easy times, the times where it's just like everything seems to like seem like it's not going your way and you're still being faithful in that. Yeah. Wow, that's so good. So how did you well, first of all, I just want to address that. I really love that the who are you singing for? Um, when I started doing worship team for the youth a few years back, I was always so scared to mess up. And I remember David Gonzalez, he's was like the leader of, you know, the youth worship team and whatnot. And he would always like say, like, it doesn't matter if you mess up. It's it's the heart that you carry. And, it, you know, you're doing this for God. You're not doing this for other people. And I, I love that. Um, but Anissa, how did you kind of get into worship? Were you always like from a young age, just this like worshiper and you're like you know looking up on stage like I want to do that or was it just kind of something that came by surprise um well so when I was in high school I actually wanted to be a doctor and I was doing like all of my AP classes doing like leading up to that in my senior year I was like I don't want to be a doctor anymore it's not what I want to do don't like blood don't like having to do math (laughs) it's not my cup of tea um and so I switched kind of like a whole different vein and I went to school for music theater so I went to a school called AMDA in Los Angeles and I did that for three years and I did a year in New York and I had it in my mind that I'm just going to be a pop singer I wanted to sing pop I wanted a tour I wanted to sing for like Beyonce I wanted to sing (laughs) for John Legend um (laughs) leaping back like all of like my roots because I grew up in church so I grew up leading worship at my old church with my aunt um, and it was like a whole family affair. My mom and my sister were on the team with me singing. My brothers played instruments. Um, but I think it was just like a time in my life where I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to lead worship. I want to be a pop singer. I want to do what I want to do. And mm-hmm. God said, no. <laughs> and like, <laughs> everything just went into shambles because I was like, this isn't how I wanted to do it. And it was because I was trying to make it happen my way and how I wanted mm. it to do and how I wanted it to look. And it wasn't what was in the plan. Um, so I ended up having to come back to Turlock after graduating college for after a year 
and I came back to Harvest with my mom. Um, and it was actually during a Holy Spirit conference when I came up to one of our uh, our previous worship pastor, and I had told her that I had wanted to join and I wanted to audition because um, just during that whole Holy Spirit conference that year, I think it was 20, 2017 or 2018, um, they had actually spoke about the heart of worship as well. And that was just something that like stirred in my heart. I was like, dang, I know that like, this isn't where I wanted to be at at first, but I know that this is where I'm supposed to be. It's not going to look like how I imagined it, but in the end, it's still gonna be where it needs to be. Like God sees your heart. He knows, he knows your needs. He's not just going to like push them off to the side. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, Y'all, if you're in the area, if you're in like the Modesto Turlock area, you should definitely go to our Holy Spirit conference. We just had ours a few weeks ago and they are Mm -hmm. like amazing. You see incredible miracles. Um, There are some like life changing, life altering um, just things that happen and it just like the move of God is incredible. So if you're in the area, that's a shameless plug. Um, but so, <laughs> uh, we'll just kind of jump into, so how, um, Anissa, like, do you have any particular testimony with worship? Do you have like anything, like whatever you wanted to speak on it tonight? Well, I'll have you take the floor. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I kind of have, just like a little something I wanted to share. Um, so I actually just recently got back from a worship school at Bethel, which was uh, an yes. amazing experience. I saw like, that. I saw that all on your Instagram story. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> it was insane. Like the best two weeks of my life. Yeah. Um, I was really fortunate enough to have leaders that believed in me fully to be able to send me for the two weeks and trust that I was, not that I wasn't like not just going to learn, but I was going to be able to come back really like fulfilled and like be able to work in that overflow of these like powerful worship leaders that I got to learn with and be with and like sit down and have like one-on-one conversations with. Um, but something that like, that's really that I had like that spoke out to me, stuck out to me, excuse me, um, while I was there was a class that I took with Jonathan Helser. And he had spoke about living a life de- uh, defined by the father's voice, which is something that like, I don't know, I feel that kind of just goes hand in hand with worship. Because, I mean, if you're not hearing God, you, not that you can't worship, but it's like, what's the point if you're not hearing God? Right. Kind of. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like worship, it's like a couple of my notes that I have here, like I put like sing your song. It brings glory to God. God's given everybody a song and it's not just going to be just like whatever you're hearing on the radio. There's something inside of everybody that he's given them and he wants to hear it. He doesn't want to hear just the rent, the songs that are on the radio. He wants to hear the song that's in your heart and that just like speaks to you. That's so good. I love that. I, I feel like in even just during worship a lot, I feel like whether, you know, it's you or it's um, Josh, like there's always, there's a lot of moments where, you know, 
someone will just say like, okay, just sing your own song right now. Just, just let out your own song. Just, you know, worship in your own way, worship in your own song. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like that's another thing that makes worship so unique and special. And that's just how we can connect with God in such an intimate way. Um, because that that's how it's made to be. It's supposed to be a special thing one-on-one between you mm-hmm. and God. And it's not supposed to look like anyone else's um, type of worship. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, like you've been called to be Anissa Watkins when you worship, not, um, not Stephanie Gretzinger, not Carrie Job. You know, you, you mm-hmm. have your own unique, um, your own unique style and tone as far as, you know, your voice, but then you have your own unique relationship with God and that plays out when you worship. And I feel like a lot of times people will try to like almost um, like push down anything that they're going through in that moment, um, mm-hmm. good yeah. or bad during worship. And, um, and there, there was a, a young girl on our worship team in the youth and, um, and she was kind of going through some things and uh, she had, you know, shared with me, like, you know, I just don't want to like start crying on stage. And I told her, I was like, no, if that's what happens during your worship time with God, like, let that play out. Yes, because that's let it and it's special. Yes. And you don't know if and when and how that could speak to someone else. Like, you don't know if like, if you have a full on breakdown on the stage, because that's just where you're at with God in that moment, then do that because then that could lead to other people's breakthroughs Mm -hmm. well like just to add on to that what you're walking Mm -hmm. through could be something but something that other people are walking through exactly and just like like i remember when i first joined the team i had always i always asked um, my worship pastor what happens if i cry i don't want to cry and so like having to deal with emotions because i had stuffed them down for so long Learning how to deal with emotions was so new to me. And so I was scared to cry. I thought that crying was a sign of weakness. But it, like in turn, crying is actually like it's showing strength that you're able to get through all of this. And yeah, you may have your moments of weakness, but you're still strong because you're still alive to tell what you're going through. Right. And your emotions aren't a sign of weakness it's a sign of vulnerability which just Mm -hmm. means that you are more like god because god wasn't an emotionless god he's not monotone you know and just kind of going through the motions of of the day or you know with you he has emotions with you Mm -hmm. his heart breaks for you when your heart is breaking and he's rejoicing with you when you're joyful and you know he's going through it with you and he's not just gonna sit there so um and I, I find it heartbreaking, really, when people, you know, feel that they have to stuff emotions down because they don't want to appear weak when really, it, you know, you've worded it perfectly. It really mm-hmm. is a sign of strength and it just better reflects, you know, the image of God. Yeah. Oh, I'm like looking through my notes. I took like a little baby <laughs> note so that I would have stuff to talk about. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like, you'll learn with me. I'm a little like OCD. I'm like, this is where this is needs to be. And this oh, is yeah. highlighted in this corner. 
I, you know what? My English professor was asking us all, like, how do you annotate? She's like, do we have any color coordinators? And I'm like one of the four yes. people in the class that raised my hand. And she's like, you color coordinate? I was like, so this color is for the connections. This color is for specific, like, things that stand out. This color is for, like, a literary technique. Like, I, I color coordinate. It has to be organized or it's just a jamble to me. And I, I'm not going to be able to, like, articulate what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh! I think um, I just found my notes. Another thing is um, <laughs> sorry, it's like you're gonna. You're fine. I'm like it's very scatterbrained, and I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> oh my gosh! But um, I just think to be like a wholehearted worship leader or a worshiper, you need to know what your value system is. Mm. Um, so like, what drives you? that it shouldn't be it shouldn't be man it should be what god is what drives you yeah um and your value what whatever you value is, is what dictates your behavior and so you need to like learn how to ask powerful questions to yourself and to god to understand what drives you and what are the hindrances in your life that he can help that's so take good. away and learning how to ask for help, which I know is kind of scary for some people, but <laughs> it's it's so crucial. Like, I know that I, growing up, I didn't like asking for help. So, like, having to learn that, especially now as a leader where I have people that come to me and, like, come to me for, like, spiritual help sometimes. I'm just, like, I have to figure out step, like, not, like, step by step, but, like, what should they do? And I have to, like, sit back and think what pause what am i saying <laughs> you're totally <laughs> fine especially as a leader i just think it's really important to be one firm in your relationship with god and just be able to be mm-hmm. firm in your craft because you're going to meet a lot of people that are going to come to you and ask for help and if you don't have either of those things, you're, not that you can't be a leader, but mm-hmm. how are you supposed to lead people if you're not firm in God? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's where you can start leading people astray, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. That's so good. And even, you know, for our listeners, like you might be thinking, well, if I'm just up there leading songs on, on a worship team and I'm just singing, it's, it's so much more than words. The prophetic is flowing during mm-hmm. worship. Um, Holy spirit is, in, you know, in the room during worship, God is present. And I've noticed um, too, that, you know, people will pick up on, the emotions and how the, and the worship leaders expressions, if the worship leaders just kind of doing it, finishing the song and then moving on to the next, then people Mm -hmm. are like, okay, can, do I get into it? You know, if the worship leader starts lifting their hands and they start speaking out prophetically, then that's what engages people. Um, And it's not necessarily the leader's job to get other people to participate. Cause it's like, you're always going to have, um, people are not always, but you know, sometimes you're still going to have those people that are going to sit in their seat with their yeah. arms crossed, not <laughs> wanting to do anything. Um, and although that could, that can be discouraging, it's just, it's your only job is to welcome the spirit in 
and just, you know, flow prophetically Mm -hmm. and, um, whatever God speaks to you, just keep, you know, obeying him and keeping that, you know, in the moment and just going, really going with the flow and just whatever God is doing and just be open to what he's saying in that moment. Cause, um, you as a person, you, you don't know what people need in that yeah. moment. There's no possible way to understand and know and, you know, um, everything that someone is going through, let mm-hmm. alone what an entire room of 100, 200, 500 people, you know, need in that moment. But God does, Holy Spirit does. And um, just being obedient in that, even if it's something that might sound crazy and you're like, you really want me to sing that right now? Or, you know, <laughs> and it might not make sense. Um, in Kim Walker Smith's book, Brave Surrender, she kind of talked about in the very beginning of her book, um, How He Loves Us, which was released, I believe, in like 2008. So a while really? ago. That long ago? Um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> think, I think it was so the... Busy. Right. I think my sister was one. So that just puts it in perspective for me. I was like, I was six, but I remember hearing that song in the car on the way to church (laughs) as a six year old. Um, But she was actually, you know, sharing that her prophetic part um, that would, that went viral. And she just starts talking about like, you'll never be the same after you encounter the love of God. Like she goes on this tangent and it just like, it's so powerful when you hear it. She says the second she got off that stage, she was so mortified that she did that. She's like, I don't even know what I said. And she begged Banning Leapshire, the pastor. Um, he, she's like, take that out of the recording. Don't release that. It was put out on YouTube. She's like, take it down. She hated it. She <laughs> didn't like it. And just kind of had to learn that, you know, God was using her in that moment and she needed to be in surrender to that and trust him. And she was getting in letters from people saying, like, you literally like saying, you know, you saved my life. You turned me around. Um, That particular song made me give my life to Jesus, like all of these incredible testimonies. But she was just embarrassed and just getting past that and continuing to stay vulnerable to what God's saying and being obedient in it. Um, and it just helps like, again, like you, you don't know what people are going through and, Mm -hmm. um, it can just change the atmosphere. It can change the room and it can change people. One of my favorite things that pastor Ron says, he tells our leadership a lot. When you come into the room that you want to be the thermostat and not the thermometer. Mm -hmm. So just kind of like backtracking a little bit to what you're saying, I feel like kind of goes hand in hand, but yeah. Sometimes like I can walk into a room and you're able to feel like all like 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 Billy Burke, for example, during Holy Spirit Conference. It was my first time leading during the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. Conference. And that's such a crazy powerful night to be leading. Yeah. Um, and I just walking into the sanctuary, I was able to feel all of the anxiety and all of the the hurt in the room mm-hmm. just walking in just like from the back you can feel it all the way from the back walking up to the front so learning how to not how to not lead from that feeling of anxiety and brokenness but Mm -hmm. being able to be strong in what what God has given you and the talent that he's given you and just the the spirit that you carry so like like I don't know I just think that's really important to just 
just like time, especially in times like that, just come prayed up. Yeah. And not just be, and just like know that just stand firm in like what God's given you. Cause especially like in rooms like that, it could be really easy to just fall into the, oh, this is what I'm feeling. So this is what I should sing from. And that's not what you're supposed to do. Um, so mm-hmm. I feel like that kind of kind of ties with making sure that you die to your flesh because whatever you're yeah. feeling may not be what's actually supposed to be happening in the room. Absolutely. And um, yeah, no, I love that you were saying that because um, and it's also like, you know, Billy Burke, if you guys don't know Billy Burke, look oh, up one YouTube video amazing, and I guarantee yeah. <laughs> you will be like, oh my gosh, even if you're not a Christian, if you're an atheist, I feel like those are the videos to watch <laughs> um, because, oh my gosh, it'll like change your life. Um, he was, whoops, I muted myself. He was the first, you know, <laughs> uh, the conference that he was our speaker at, um, at our church. That was the first time I had seen people get up and walk out of wheelchairs that, you mm-hmm. know, their wife or their husband is saying they haven't walked in 10 years or they haven't walked in 50 years or whatever it was. And they get up and walk for the first time. Um, I had, you know, this last time, uh, Actually, he's a family friend of ours, but he said, you know, he had had bad knees and he wasn't able to, you know, walk very fast. And he ran back and forth across the stage and on the floor a few times. And um, and then he started holding his pants up and he's like, you guys, I'm losing weight. Like I I'm I'm having to hold up my pants. It's you know (laughs) just the supernatural. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love that, you know, you were saying like, um, you know, being the thermostat and coming Mm -hmm. with that expectation um, because I I feel like so often the enemy will come with not only like fear, but also lies. Like you're not that talented. You're not, you know, or you messed up there and he'll constantly bring those things up. And even like during worship, like, Oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have done that. Or Mm -hmm. um, why, why did, why did you start speaking prophetically? Like that didn't make sense to anyone and just battering you with lies, um, to make you second guess yourself. And I think it's really important, like in those moments to just set that aside and go, God's put me in this position. He's called me to this position. So I'm trusting that he's going to do in the room what he wants to do. And I'm just, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm the vessel. It's like, I could sound absolutely awful. I mean, um, and you don't have to, and Anissa, not speaking about you, you are incredibly talented, <laughs> but, um, like you don't have to be an incredible, you know, worship leader like Anissa over here to, to change the room. Um, if you just, you know, there's kids or videos of, you know, kids in Africa and they're just singing worship songs and it's moving. I saw one the other day, I started sobbing cause it was just like, it was beautiful and just their heart for it um Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day the talent can be there um the the vocalist can be amazing they can have you know great runs perfectly on pitch great articulation all of that um but at the end of the day it's the spirit that's living inside of them and it's the spirit of god that's moving that people are really going to hold on to they might always remember like you know that, that was an incredible song. They killed it. It was amazing. But they'll probably hold on to the God touched me here. 
God mm-hmm. moved my God moved in my life. God broke this off of me. God healed my heart in this area. He healed this physical ailment that I've had for years during that song. Like they'll always remember that and they'll always hold on to it. Yeah. I think it's also important to remember that it's not always the talent that has the mm-hmm. anointing. It yeah. could be the like the person like especially like Josh always tells me that it's not about the talent. This like a person could be tone deaf and still be super anointed it's not it's not always the worship leader it could be the speaker it could be your neighbor it could be your friend that's super anointed Mm -hmm. yeah exactly like i i think it's tyler tyler combs i think he was saying that he went to a church or something and the youth or the the pastor that was you know leading worship, or maybe it was a mission trip. I can't remember. It might not have even been him. Um, but they he was saying like they were literally tone deaf, and it sounded awful. But the spirit, he said he had felt the spirit move so strongly, and that was the first time in his life that he had felt Holy Spirit. And it didn't matter what it sounded like, and it didn't matter um, that they didn't have. I think it was during a mission trip because I remember him saying you know, they didn't have any sound equipment. They were using whatever they could for drums. They didn't have microphones. It wasn't Mm -hmm. a fancy setup. It was just the spirit of God was there. He was present and he was moving and he was changing people. Yeah. Mm. He works in mysterious and great ways. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Did you have any other notes to share with us? Any other wisdom to impart? (laughs) Um, um, Well, I, I personally really love to journal. I think that's like a super big staple, especially oh, like the yeah. worship leaders, because as creatives, you need to have an outlet. Um, so mm-hmm. I have like literally like a giant stack of journals on my dresser that are just filled to the brim with just like, like I've learned to write down everything that God's told me, which I, th- I think is really important. Mm-hmm. Um just because it's not, it's not that like I need to be like Jesus, you didn't do this one, so check mark that one. But it's just to like, it's nice to go back and see like things that I've like forgotten, like to go back and read and be like, wow, even like back then, you said this and I like totally forgot about it, but it's like come to pass and it's happened. And just mm-hmm. like if I need like little reminders of stuff, like I like, of just like learning how to ask God really, like, really, really important questions and then, like, getting the answers to it of, like... So, like, one question that I wrote down during... Uh, when I was in Bethel was... Oh, what did I put it? Where is it? I said it was important and then I forgot what it was. <laughs> <laughs> is it in my green one? Yeah. It's in this one. It's in my other journal. So I have like five <laughs> journals at one time. So oh, I, I totally have, get you. <laughs> I have like my worship journal and then I have like my daily devotional journal. Yeah. Um, I have my journal that I like prep like all of my like worship sets in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have like journal that I write things down like during my quiet times. I have one for... Um, I have one for sermons specifically, Mm -hmm. like it's all of my sermon notes. I have another one that it's like, I'm trying to write some poetry. I'm trying to like write some thoughts down, get emotions out, whatever. I I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The question was, what do you think about my worship? And having, I like sat back and like, 
again, die to my flesh and just like mm-hmm. sit in silence and just wait. Yeah. And it's, it may not come right away. It may take 10 minutes because you have to just silence everything around you and just get in tune to his spirit. Yeah. Wow. That's such a powerful question. I did that. Um, like I started doing that, uh, I think last summer. Um, and I think I, I found it was a YouTube couple and they're like, it's called two way journaling. And you just ask a question, sit down and wait. And you guys, I feel like that really opened up the door to start hearing from God more and start hearing mm-hmm. him more clearly. And just at the time, like whatever, like you, you can try it, you know, on your own time, take 10, 20, 30 minutes, just sit down, ask God a question um, and ask him, you know, like Anissa was saying, powerful questions like that. That's really powerful. Just something that you're really wondering, even if it's a, even if it's, you know, if you're wondering like, God, why do you love me? And just sit back and wait for him to wreck you because it's, it's really special. And I feel like that can really open up the doorway for you to, start hearing God's voice more clearly and start discerning um, and just write down whatever comes into your head and, you know, use discernment later on to go, this was God. And if, you know, if you say, God, do you love me? And he says, no, you're horrible. You suck. Well, that's not God. Toss that out. You know, (laughs) anything that doesn't line up with the word. Some Mm -hmm. of my journaling even becomes some of my prophetic that I have during worship. Yeah. So like like little bits and pieces that like like God just highlights. Like some stuff will just personally just be for me, but then some of it will be corporate. Some of it mm-hmm. like he'll be like he'll be like this needs to be heard for everybody yeah. to hear. And so wow. learning to get into that like that deep secret place with God, that's where like all of your prophetic and spontaneous like spontaneous worship comes from. It's not just like yeah. oh I heard this lyric and I think that this would be tagged really cool with this rhythm and this, if it has this rhyme, it fits mm-hmm. perfectly. All of it comes from that secret place. Yeah. Wow. That's so good. Um, and, you know, I was even talking to Gabby. I told her like, even on our podcast more, I said, I just want to start taking things that we're hearing from God that isn't, if it's not super personal or if, you know, if we, feel like it needs to be shared just things that we get in our quiet time and in that secret place and start sharing those um because sometimes we don't realize how i'm stumbling over my words sometimes we don't realize how powerful it can be Mm -hmm. yeah that's so good (laughs) my computer is gonna die and i can't find my charger (laughs) Um, oh, but no. keep going. Ignore me. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, I don't know. I just think that, especially for worship, it, intimacy is like first and foremost, and just remembering where you started, and just knowing yourself. Um, just knowing that. Yeah, just knowing yourself and just knowing where you stand in God and what he's given you isn't just like off on a whim. He's given it to you intentionally and that he has like amazing, great things planned for you. It's not just like, oh, well, and really that he's just like, ah, oh, what is it? Like the powder puff girls, the sugar and spice, everything, right? It's not just <laughs> for everybody to have. 
Everybody right. has different giftings and different callings that he's given to you specifically for a reason. Yeah, that's so good. Um, I I love, you know, it's not generic, it's authentic. Um, and everyone's worship is going to look different. Everyone's leading mm-hmm. style is going to be different because, you know, your relationship with God is authentic and vulnerable and not vul- well, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's, it's specific to you and your emotions because everyone responds differently and everyone works differently. And I mean, he created you uniquely. So of course you're going to have a different relationship with him than anyone else. Yeah. Well, even just like looking across the board at our worship leaders at our church, like I lead way different than Josh leads to how Tyler leads Mm -hmm. to how Ashley leads. Totally. We're four different people who carry different anointings, who like I'm a pacer. I pace when I need to hear, like think and hear. So like you'll see me on stage pacing back and forth because that's me like listening and getting in tune into what's happening into the room. Whereas mm-hmm. I like, we have people that just stand still and that's how they hear and receive God. It's just person to person. It's going to be different case by case. Yeah, that's so good. And even how people will respond to things like sometimes in worship, it's like you're, you're singing out prophetically and sometimes you're saying it. I've, I've done that a few times where it's like, I've got something in my mind and I can't, articulate it in song at the moment because I'm focused Mm -hmm. so much on the word that I'm like I can't even think of you know I'm like I'm not even hearing the melody right now you know (laughs) right I'm like I can't match it and I've tried and it's so hard for me to get out the words and try to come up with it on the spot so a lot of times it's like I'll just speak it out and then I'll go back into the song because it's like I can't my brain doesn't work that way Mm -hmm. um but some people do like you know Josh will sing out he'll do both he'll speak and then he'll also you know sing out (laughs) yeah i'm like you just you switch it off like he just it's a it's a switch and he just flips it on and off and i'm like can you teach me how to do that (laughs) because my brain doesn't work that way (laughs) (laughs) like imparts your wisdom (laughs) i feel like you're like on the right track because i started writing poetry Mm. which led to songwriting which helped lead to the spontaneous and learning being able to like have a second where I let the band vamp for like a whole measure and then I can find something on top of it or like find the rhythm and like God will give me a word and then I can figure out how to connect that word into the song and if I need to I can either just just say the word or I can make it into like a like a prophetic moment and have like a cool little chorus with it right yeah I and I love prophetic worship I feel Mm -hmm. like I, I tried putting together a Spotify playlist. Those are hard, man. I can't. Oh my gosh. It takes so much time. <laughs> Let um, me tell but, you. <laughs> oh my gosh. I I tried like filtering out. I'm like, okay, this is my favorite worship. Like this is good worship. And then this is like my quiet worship. Cause there was mm-hmm. so many times I'm like, I'm trying to, you know, I'm, you know, amping it down for the night. I'm about to go to bed. I have a candle lit and I just want to like read my Bible and journal a little bit. And then all of a sudden it's like, let the devil know not today. And I'm like, no, <laughs> it ruins the mood. And I'm like, okay, I love that song. So, oh gosh. Um, Spotify playlist. Up playlist. <laughs> yes. I'm like, that's the, you know, amp me up to get ready for school or, or work. Cause I don't feel like going. Um, <laughs> But, oh gosh, like, I, I, 
I've been trying, attempting mm-hmm. to put together a Spotify playlist of just prophetic worship because I feel mm-hmm. like there's so many different songs and Upper Room has some really good ones. Oh. One of them is um, Color and then the mm-hmm. other one is um, the Father Song and it's like 13, 14 minutes long, but it's just... Yes, it it um, wrecks me every time. Oh it's my gosh. So every <laughs> The first time I listened to it, I was... Um, I was in my car and I forget where I was driving, but I had a long drive and I was on the freeway and I needed like calm music to like settle my anxiety because traffic was crazy. Mm -hmm. And I had like 40 minutes left and I had that song and then I put it on repeat. But the first time I just started crying and I was like, I can't do this right now. I need to see where I'm going. (laughs) And (laughs) Oh my gosh. And I thought, okay, it's a great song. But I didn't, like, every single time, I feel like I pick up on one specific phrase differently, and I'll hear it, and then I just start sobbing, because it's, like, exactly what I need to hear in that moment. And it's the same song, but I feel like, you know, when you're speaking out prophetically, it has the same, you know, power, because it's still God's words, Mm -hmm. and it has the same power as the word, as, you know, the Bible, because it's living, breathing, and active, and it's God's word, and you can read one verse several times and it will hit differently every time and the prophetic i feel kind of works the same way like prophetic worship because it's it's god's words um and he's you know speaking them and it'll hit different every single time because it just it, it's going um yeah it, I it, feel it's like flowing with his heart i like without the like biblical backing of it like the theology part of it you're just making mm. up words. You need to have that backing for the spontaneous right. to work and for it to right. flow. And right. I mean, it, it well, has I'm to so be thankful. from God. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like thankful for like recordings of like, especially of Upper Room, like watching their live stuff. Like I watch it at work and I make the mistake of watching at work every single time because I sit <laughs> in the corner and cry. But, yeah. But it's just like, like different like if I watch that same recording in like the season that I was in last like, like a couple months ago to now that same part that I used to listen to all the time that would make me cry isn't going to make me cry in this season it's something totally new and that recording is going to make me cry exactly because God's word again God's word is always it's living and moving and working and so it's right. just like I, I was talking to a friend today about like a song that like Gable Price and Friends just released a new EP and we were talking about yeah. how, like, every single time I've listened to their songs, something new sticks out to me. Either it be, like, mm. a super sick guitar lick or, like, a really cool bass run. It's just, like, there's new... Th- every single time that you listen to something, I feel like every, like yeah. every new listen is, like, a new season. You're going to find something new and it's mm-hmm. going to mean something to you, new to you, and it's going to stick out to you. And that's something that's going to be able to get you through the season that you're walking in. Yeah, that's so good. And... um and, and like you were saying, it'll be different every single time because you're not going to stay in the same season. Mm-hmm. Um, so if if one time um, like you're listening to a, a spontaneous wor- worship and one time something about, you know, you're not a disappointment or God loves you so much, that might stand out to you because you're in a season of life where um, you're, you know, being thrown lies from the enemy that's the total opposite of those truths in the song. And then the next season, it could just be like God saying, I'm so proud of you. And you've just come out of that last season that you were in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's just going to mean something different because it does. God is never changing. 
Um, and his word always stays the same. And it's... Sorry. Did you guys just hear that message notification? I hope not. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> no, okay. I'm like, you I did. heard it. I don't you know really if it... Did. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well... Um, well, I mean, it's not like I just pointed it out anyway and interrupted anything. <laughs> no, you're totally fine. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I lost my train of thought, but I feel like it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I forgot where I was going anyway, so I was like, I'm just going to ramble, so I'll leave no. it at that because I feel like it was covered. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right to do yeah, a recap. But... I like recaps. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, did you have any other, uh, notes that you wanted to share with us or? Um, oh, this thing just popped up. Um, mm-hmm. it wasn't in my notes. I'm like looking through my journal to like, see like what sticks out, but something that Dante Bo had said during my time at school was that your dream is his dream. And, uh, God Again, kind of going back to like what I was saying in the beginning, God sees what you want and what your needs are, and he's not just going to leave them off to the side so that he that you would all of your dreams and your wants are part of his plan. Wow, that's amazing that whoa <laughs> <laughs> that is so good it, it, it just kind of plays back balls. to like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Again, like back when you went to Bethel and I saw a picture with you and Dante Bo, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm fangirling for you and I'm not even there, but I wish I was. Um, and that that's so good. It just kind of plays into like God, it, you know, he put those dreams in you and he's mm-hmm. in those dreams and he's working them out. And it kind of goes back to what you said in the very beginning with, you know, you wanted to do one thing and God was like, nope, but you were okay with the sudden change because... Mm-hmm. It just, it felt right. It clicked. Um, Last night at our outpouring service, actually, uh, Josh, uh, the guest speaker, Pastor Josh, I'm totally blanking on his last name right now. Uh, Um, Oh, John Bates. John Bates, not Josh. I said that. I was like, (laughs) that's not right. I was like, I was like, there's not two people named Josh there last night that I know of. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, Pastor John Bates, they both start with J-O, um, he had called up, you know, like, if 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 you're wanting to start a business, like, come up for prayer, and pretty much everyone had gone up and left, and there were just maybe 50 people left in the sanctuary, and everyone was leaving, and, um, and then a family friend of ours, she pulled me aside and, like, grabbed me by the arm, and she was like, you need to go up there. And I was like, what, me? For for what? And she's like, well, you are a business major for one, but like, you know, she's like, I just, you have a lot of creative talent and I've seen some sparks of it and I feel like you just need to go up there. Mm-hmm. And I go up there and, and Pastor John, um, John, yes, I said it right this time. He got <laughs> to me and he just said like, I thank you for the creativity that's flowing um, through her. And I was like, okay, he's hitting it on the spot. And it was just something that I've never really thought about before Mm -hmm. um and i feel like it was one of those moments where god's like this is where you're going um you didn't realize it you didn't know it but this is where you're going and i have it planned out for you and i was just at so much peace with it because i was like okay that makes sense (laughs) um (laughs) 
but yeah, it God's funny like that. He'll completely mm-hmm. turn you around. Um, He's got a sense of humor. Let me tell you, <laughs> <laughs> right? Literally, uh, in every in every aspect, it's, mm-hmm. it's you know, you're like, I thought I was doing this. He's like, No, <laughs> no, you're doing something different. But yeah, that's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have anything else that you wanted to add? Um, before we closed out nothing comes to mind okay i've Uh, given you all of my fun information (laughs) (laughs) well thank you for imparting your wisdom this was such a good episode such a good episode to kick off um our new it's not a reopening i guess i don't really know what to call it revamping (laughs) rebranding yes it's it's our season two and it's it's all new we've got we have a business email now we're we're fancy we have microphones that I know. I <laughs> I told Gabby I was like, we're getting fancy, we're getting techie. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> um, I'm gonna throw you a quick curveball, and hopefully it doesn't take you too much by surprise. But um, I thought of this in the middle of um, the recording, and I thought this should be our ending and closing out question. Um, and it's not super hard. <laughs> but what is your? <laughs> I'm like I can feel through the recording her getting like. Uh, <laughs> I don't have notes for this. Um, <laughs> no. So, what is your favorite worship song, either right now or just like of all time? <laughs> um, I have two. Is that okay? Yeah, go okay. for it. <laughs> so, like. My favorite, like, soaking song is Abba by the Helsers. Oh, wow. Just because it's the simplicity of it just gets me every time. Like, I led it for an online mm. watch service on Friday. And just sitting back and just, like, surrendering yourself to that song of just being Abba, I belong to you. And that you're more real than the breath in my lungs and the ground I'm standing on. It's just... It just seems like just simple words put together, but they're just so profound. Mm. And it just, it wrecks me every time. <laughs> wow. Um, and then my other one is In the Middle by Callie. Um, How Halligenthal, however you say her last name. Um, <laughs> literally everything that woman reads on is just amazing. Just like, just even mm. like, I, I follow her on Instagram and I got to talk to her quite a bit when I was at Bethel but just hearing her testimony and just everything that she's gone through but by me like losing a daughter and having her house caught on fire just all Mm -hmm. of that how like so much turmoil that she's went through she still remained faithful to God and she still stands firm in her faith and it's just powerful to just see like her testimony and like her like that she's walking Mm -hmm. through it all and just the way that she leads worship in it it's just phenomenal Wow. Yeah. No, I love um, her song, Alabaster Heart. Oh, um, my God. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, that one. And then, oh, Rebuilding My Ruins. Mm-hmm. Um, those the two. Version. But <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, and you best believe I just added both of those to my Spotify playlist. Um, my yeah. favorite worship playlist. Uh <laughs> So, and I ask that because I, I think it's really interesting because sometimes we have diff, like favorite worship songs for different seasons for the longest mm-hmm. time. Like I, I had one song, um, I think it was like wonder. Um, mm-hmm. and, and uh, I, Amanda. that was, 
Yes, yes. And that was like, I had that playing nonstop for like six months. Um, and then I had a really short period of like another different worship song. So it's like, it's different songs for different seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's also like those particular songs that just stick with us and um, they're just with us and they always, they always, you know, hit, yeah. you know, at the right time and they always speak to us and they just move our heart in different ways. Um mm-hmm. So that's why I asked that. And then also yeah. to have our listeners grow their playlist. I just grew my playlist. I added two more songs. Listen um, to the houses. Like I got to have a couple classes with them and I talked to them as well. Wow. They literally just everything. Like they pray together as a couple and then they play separately and they song right mm-hmm. together and just seeing them to like leading worship together it's so powerful like it's beyond words how powerful and like how much of like a weapon they are in the kingdom they're they're so strong and anointed it's insane wow that's i'm definitely going to do that i just started following them um <laughs> <It's so good. laughs> on spotify but wow um thank you so much anisa for for joining us like this is i mean again you're the first person (laughs) on here since we took our little break um and you just had so much wisdom to a part in in part and you again like so talented so incredible um but more than that you're just so anointed and you carry such an anointing with you um when you lead and just even how you carry yourself um to be honest I was a little intimidated to talk to you at first. And then, um, <laughs> literally, because I, I, oh my gosh. Well, I feel like it's like they see you on stage and then they're like, oh, you don't want to mess with her. <laughs> you don't, you know, um, I think it's just like you just carry that presence with you. Um, uh, Pastor Jen is the same way. She's like, I, you know, I look at her, I'm like, ooh, scary. Uh, but no, I, I, she's, so fun. I promise you, she's not scary. <laughs> yeah. I know. My mom will tell her, oh, I joked with her and I told her this. I was like, you said that? Because um, <laughs> she works, she's the office like right next door. She shares a wall mm-hmm. with her. Um, and so it's so funny because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'd be scared to like go up to her because she just seems super intimidating. But, um, but even just talking to you, you just carry such a presence and such a like dignity with you when you speak, if that makes any sense. But um, it's been such an honor to have you on here. So thank you so much for guesting with us. Of course. Thank you. Thank you for listening (laughs) to my rambles. (laughs) No, absolutely. I mean, if our, if you have been a listener with us for a while, you know, Gabby's like the clear and precise one. I can't talk. And she gets to the point (laughs) and I am the rambler. Like we literally have like get to knows me up, know me's posts or whatever on our Instagram Mm -hmm. and I put on there if you hear someone talking a lot and that's rambling that is me so (laughs) I totally get it we work well together (laughs) but but again thank you so much for guesting with us and thank you for just you know sharing with us what it means to have a heart of worship thank you it was a lot of fun (laughs) all right thank you uh thank you guys so much for tuning in uh join in with us next week we are going to have pastor josh vera with us next week and um he's actually the worship pastor at our church 
um, and you heard us mention him in this episode a few <laughs> quite times, a few times. <laughs> <laughs> quite a few times. Um, but yes, join with us next week and we're super excited to continue this series. So thank you guys for joining. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, I-